Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up, and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Da 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 Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Wherever you are around the world, welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. My name's Eddie Nestor. It's my duty to kind of try and hold this thing together. We've got something old and something new, and I'll deal with the borrowed and the blue. Let's deal with the old, shall we? Robert Meekin, where have you been? Where have I been? I'm safely ensconced in the northwest of England. Yeah, it's nonsense, man. We need you here. We're talking about our team, and you've been absent without leave. I know it's disgraceful, isn't no, it? No it's so boring. I haven't missed much, have I? Really, let's oh, be honest. Anyway, look, let's see if you can do better than you've been doing when you were here before. Otherwise, we might just uh, exactly. not phone you again. The uh, bar is suitably low. Uh, and we've got a, a, a new boy. Would you like to meet him? His name is Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Bless you for calling me a new boy. <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Uh, Chris, listen, it, it's great when we have new people on here. There is an initiation process, but my hands are already dirty, so we're not going to do that today. And there's no pig's head here. No, no pig's okay. head here. Tell us, when did you first come to love Manchester United? What you do for a living? Introduce yourself yeah, to our listeners. So I'm um, a TV producer in comedy. Uh, now, um, but I'm from Manchester. I'm from Longsight in Manchester, so in an Irish Catholic part of Manchester, which is very red. Yeah, actually, I probably should be a blue. However, um, my nana was housekeeper to the. This is true. My nana was housekeeper to the local parish priest who was Chinese, and he said to me when I was about four or five because I stayed there. Before can can you say that? Is he? All I right? can say he was oh, one of the good wh- ones. He was he's okay. okay good. I got worried. I've gone through therapy with that. That's fine now. And he said, um, you cannot come into this house unless you're a United fan. And so, okay, I'm, I'm a United fan. So I was four or five and I was there for a United fan. And he took me to my first game and we went... Um, Can you remember your first game? Yeah, it was a, it was a testimonial as part of the sale of Jesper Olsen from Ajax to Manchester United. And it finished 1-1 and Mark Hughes scored a volley on the edge of the box in what? the 73rd minute. Fantastic. What was it that sold you? United? Yeah. So you've gone, but you, you go watch a pantomime, you go and shout. What was it that made you say, absolutely, I'm going to do this again? 
Oh, well, I'd always say anyone who should go to their first game should go to a night game. Because the atmosphere, you can just smell it. And it's just exciting and warm. And it was just the noise and the crowd. And, you know, it's a religion, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a camaraderie. It's a part of something. It's something you can talk to anyone about anywhere you are in the entire world. And as I've gone around the world, it's not just people know about Bobby Charlton. It was Eric Cantona. And since then, it was David Beckham. And there's a real sense of being part of something brilliant. And then when you're from there, it means even more I think yeah, you see two of you are showing off now he's living there you're from there and I'm a glory seeking bastard from <laughs> London there you go there you go that's your introduction you're going to fit in well here mate we fight dirty sounds like we're ticking every this. box which yeah, is great it's good we fight dirty on this pod uh, Robert uh, look talking about great atmosphere one of those stadiums that always has a great atmosphere down here at Palace uh, and certainly you know they had a lot to cheer about I didn't expect a nil nil did you? No, I mean, it's a tricky place to go, obviously. I mean, there, there are no mugs anymore, Crystal Palace, as we well know. So it was, but we had a lot of possession and it was obviously a disappointing outcome. But I didn't expect it to be an easy ride at all going to Palace. I mean, they're a very well-managed club these days. Yeah, I mean, Pardew's done a great job. I didn't yeah. expect it to be easy, Chris, but I expected us to win. I did too. I mean, you always know Palace is a tough place to go and that is such a cliche, but it is true. I think the form that we've been in the past week, though, I actually probably had lower expectations of getting a result. I'd have taken a draw at the end of, uh, after Middlesbrough and after probably City. I think Middlesbrough was a real problem for us. Well, I, you see, I t- Middlesbrough doesn't matter because it's the Kiddies Cup and and the foreign. Ma- it might matter to you, but uh, you know. And Robert, back me up or not, as the case may be here, it is quite clear to me that the managers, the foreign managers, and everybody's foreign now, don't rate the Kiddie Cup in the way that people I- here do. I'm well, gonna... I think it's a very sorry state of affairs that that's the case. I mean, I think it's but is it true? Before you give me I... your opinion on whether you yeah, no, no, like it or not, tell me true. whether you think it's true. No, I think I think it is true, and I think it's an attitude that's seeped into the, the the players as well to a degree. And I think it's it's hugely disappointing and embarrassing that that. And I don't think it makes any sense Chris? for us to be putting in such you know, poor performances in a domestic tournament. I think the League Cup is massively, massively important, and let me tell you why. When you have a new team coming together, success and winning a trophy makes them hungry for it. They smell it, they want it. History proves this. The team with Ronaldo and Rooney, their first trophy, the League Cup. Um, Beforehand, 91-92, when we won the um, Premier League first time around, the League Cup performances in 91-92. You're just backing up me and Robert's argument. No, no, hold on. This is why I'm saying the League Cup's important and why it's... Both of us think it's important. What we're saying is the foreign... And so Alex was not a foreign manager. If we can bring Scotland in uh, to the British Isles for a little while. What we're saying is the new managers coming in, the foreign managers, do not rate it as important. And therefore, the players that seep through to the players... We're not saying it's not important, Chris. Don't misunderstand what we're saying. They don't rate it. Well, I, I think the players. I think the players rate it. Certainly, the English players rate it. Um, I've heard Darren Fletcher talk about when he got left out of the League Cup final. Going, he was gutted he got left out because he wanted the complete set. There's a core group of English players there who should care about it. Ryan Giggs should know about it. You know, Mancini and City. Um, their first t- title was the League Cup again. It's an important trophy. And going and moving that on into how it affects Palace. It's a it's a confidence builder because the players need to win games and believe in the manager and believe in the system. And well, yeah. I, therefore, I. 
didn't expect much from the Palace. Well, uh, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. But if you look at Arsenal, Chelsea, all of those, they don't play their strongest teams. And if you look at the number of English players, sorry, British players in there, I think that that seeps through. And that's what. So for me personally, what happened at Middlesbrough wasn't a reflection. It, it didn't indicate what I thought was going to happen at Crystal Palace. Nevertheless, there was a, and is a problem, which is up front. And, and, and I'm interested, let me start with you first, Robert. Do we now say an enthusiastic pub player should be pulled back for the young future prospects of Manchester United, which are undoubtedly with Martial? I think we all know that he's had a, a rough patch recently. I think to describe him just as an enthusiastic pub player is probably stretching it a bit presently. I mean, at the end of the day, he nicks a goal for us the other day. He has been playing badly. I don't think he's undroppable, as Van Hal has actually suggested. But no, I think it would be foolish to write him off. He's very, it's very easy to do so. He's certainly been below par recently. But I, I think I don't think Wayne Rooney's days are over yet. You're right. So Robert Meekin, by the way, in case you don't know, is Wayne Rooney's agent, manager, Me- merely minder. a pragmatist. Merely a pragmatist. <laughs> well, let's find out, Chris. What do you? Recommend? I have massive, massive amount of respect for Wayne Rooney's talent, but he'll never be adored by the hardcore Man United fans. Never in the same way that Robson, Cantona, no. Ronaldo would be. Never will be. Because Is it he, the off-field antics in the same way that Ferdinand was never no. adored because he wanted £100,000? I think, no, I think, I, think, I think the transfer system in 2010, definite factor, when he, want, when he said he wanted to leave, I think, I think there's a frustration with his performance. I think there's an understanding of he was, accommod- he had to, he was accommodated in Ronaldo, in Ronaldo's peak years. I, I still think, even though he's got all those goals, there's still a frustration that oh, he could have been so much better. Mm. Um, I think mm. you've also got to give Rooney some slack in another way, in that here's a kid who's been playing top-level football, has played the equivalent amount of games of a professional footballer who would be 34. Physically, that's going to take you out of it. And I think, again, and not just physically, mentally, of having to go again. I don't think the system... I would worry about Rooney to defend Rooney if he was missing chances but he's not missing them he's getting like one or two a game he's not getting four or five they're not making four or five chances so I, I have sympathy with him for that I think though in the way the modern game and the way that Van Hal sets up the system he, he defences sit back there's less space that extra dynamic two yard explosive amount of pace is crucial to get beyond the fullbacks. Rooney can't really stretch them but they've not been playing the ball down the line to help him to do that. Okay, so let me bring you into this, Robert. We were waiting for the Arsenal podcast to finish. (laughs) And while we were waiting, we got into a little bit of a discussion about, actually, Van Hal. So though I'm pushing the Rooney conversation, what Chris really wants to have is the Van Hal conversation. Why don't you start us off, seeing as we don't know what your views are on systems, attacking players, yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose the flair to which we have become accustomed. Okay. Well, I would, I would argue, from start from the point of view that we go to Alex Ferguson leaving the club, what's happened to this club over the last two years, we've had what resembles essentially a minor nervous breakdown in terms of the team. We've since seen, after David Moyes' departure, that the, a previous team essentially been torn apart by Van Gaal, we're building up again. And I would say that it would probably be unrealistic to say that during this period of time, it would suddenly have a team of free, you know, full of free-flowing football and full of attacking verve and completing all its parts. I, just, I think on the positive side, we have to say defensively, 
midfield wise we're a lot more solid than we used to be that that's something that i think we can say let me ask you let me ask you a question let me ask you this question and i will let you you give us your view chris is is do you see the project because 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 you you can see you can see the end game ken you can see what he's trying to do can you when i mean we're talking about we talked about the 80s united before right i remember when alex ferguson came in 1986 and for the next couple of years people were moaning saying god alex Ferguson's ruined that flamboyant side that ron atkinson had it's so miserable to watch them they're so dull and now we just look we've roasted into glasses at the product all those years later on these things are a process they take time we're not saying van hall is the perfect manager isn't making mistakes but you can clearly see what he's trying to do i know the united fans are frustrated at the obvious lack of flair at the moment, but I think it genuinely would be probably we'd have been very lucky if all that had come in one package. If we'd become the defensive, tactically savvy team with all that flair we love on top, okay. I don't y- think we can expect. No, it. no, fair, fair enough, Robert, and thanks, th- thanks for that. Really interesting. Lay down your argument for us, Christopher. Well, I, I agree whole, mainly with Robert, and I think let's take the Ferguson era as a thing, and and how we remember it, and actually to what it was the last five years. Now, most United fans I know back home. I've been, we're asking for midfield reinforcements from like 2008, 2009. We're we're, we're frustrated with it. You know, everyone couldn't quite believe when we won the league how bad our team really was and just showed how bad everybody else was for them, for us to win it. I mean, we won the league by February when Van Persie was Double digits. And so that team, United fans, and you know, the Tevez, Berbatov, Ronaldo, Rooney, strike force. How good was that? Mm. And how good does that look now? And even then we weren't sure. Mm. Um, So... I think the Ferguson era as such and how he left it, we have to remember that actually the previous three or four years, we were still moaning and complaining about it. Yet actually, in Europe, certainly, it was our, arguably our most successful period in our history of getting to three finals in, was it four years, I think it was? So, I, for me right now, it's about players. And it's always about players. And United Isn't have, it, It's not about systems? It, it, no, it's about players. It's about players who can, who, who can play. And what we're massively lacking is pace across the entire team. I mean, Luke Shaw getting injured um, started off so promisingly because he was, bringing an, he was using another level of the pitch with his pace and power on the overlap down the left flank, which was really helping Depay out and, make he, and giving him loads of room. Depay has struggled since Luke Shaw broke his leg. Um, and everyone's going, what's happened to Depay? Yeah, well, he's got we'll, no we'll talk about him not making so, the coach and all of that. Go so on, so yeah. my, point, my point is, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not a massive fan of... Um, Van Hal's system I never really was at, It was all very pretty But it wasn't that exciting To watch at Barca And at Ajax and Bayern I mean the Bayern team In 2010 We should have beaten them At Old Trafford In the semi-final It wasn't for Rafael Getting sent off And Ribéry diving mm. We would have done yeah. um, So that would have Changed his history Of that year And it's, it's, and it's those Fine um, Points of detail That changes careers Of course it does So mm. I'm prepared to, You know I I think that defensively we are far more solid. They're brilliantly well coached. I, I feel there's a but, and I need to hear what the but is. I'm not sure he's going to pick the right players for us to sign to make us better because I think the scandal that someone like Di Maria can't exist at Manchester United is. But is he didn't outrageous. play. But he did play. He didn't. He played for a minute and then he didn't play. Somebody broke into his house and he didn't play. Is he playing for PSG? Yeah, he's playing for PSG. He scored last week. At Old Trafford, he got nine assists last year. From, from someone who didn't play, he still got, I think he was the second highest assist maker, um, and got five goals. The fact that who he was the player of the, tor- player of the game in the Champions League In the Champions League finals. So my point is, the fact that someone like Di Maria, proven quality at the top, top level, 
can't exist at Manchester United when Van Gaal in there bothers me. And if you follow Van Gaal's career and his career at um, Barcelona Rivaldo, that's not how it works. He brought through good players, good youngsters, and turned them into world-class players. Muller, Schweinsteiger, Iniesta, great players. Now, do we? is Jesse Lingard, is James Wilson in that ilk? Yet to find out. Well, Lingard um, might be. They all might. All of them might be. We just don't know that yet. And they probably didn't know that then about the likes of Xavi and Schweinsteiger. So I, I'm, I'm prepared to give Van Gaal a little bit of, of slack on his manner of play because I don't think he's got the players to maximise his manner of play because I don't think there's enough pace in the team, particularly in the last third, to um, channel it. And I think moving out Marshall wide is a big... It was started to look like there was some seeds of... Um, op- there was something to look forward to when Manchal was playing centre forward. Since he's gone out wide, again, teams can push up high. Well, well, but, yeah, but if you high. play him centre forward, mm. where do you play Rooney? I'd play him behind. And that's always been Rooney's best position well, well, for me. Yeah, I, I know it, you know it, but, but it's clearly not where he thinks he should be playing because he's certainly putting out all the flags and say, I'm the centre forward of this team. Robert, let me just say this to you. The, 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 the thing about our, our manager that I think is quite interesting is that the signs that I'm getting and the little whispers that I'm getting from where I work is that actually he's not going to be there in five years' time. He's not going to be there in four years' time. He's not going to be there in three years' time. So is he the man to manage the transition? There you go, that T word again. If he's not actually going to be there in the long run. Well, someone has to. And I'm not saying that to be flippant. I mean, I think it is a relatively short-term process of Van Gaal. We've been used to having you know, Ferguson for all those decades. Van Gaal's been very clear from the start. This is a project that's probably only three or four years old. And he wants, and he wants at the end of it, and it is, he claims the end game of it is for Manchester United to be winning the European Cup, which seems some way off presently. But I think that's it's perfect. I think he's when you look at who was available to us yes. after day, after we got rid of David Moyes, it was a sensible, pragmatic move to get someone like Van Gaal in to you know, rebuild the structure again. I mean, who you know, well, we Mourinho could also name Ancelotti. We could have gone with Ryan Giggs and said <laughs> Mourinho. Yeah, Chris wanted Mourinho. No, oh, he, yeah. no I didn't no, want Mourinho. Wouldn't have surprised me <laughs> if um, if Mourinho had gone there though. He'd, he'd have walked there if they asked him. Yeah, he would have done. You're glad you didn't get him now, aren't you, Robert? I wouldn't go that far. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's just how how temporary reaction these things are. Yes. I mean, who knows? Like Mourinho may have done. I've done a really good job at United but there was always there was always there was always a lot of adversity towards Mourinho on the board I think it was Bobby Charlton made that telling remark that it was almost a bit always a bit too much about Mourinho for their liking I don't think he was to their taste to be honest I think my point with Van Gaal at the moment is summed up by saying I wish the team were as entertaining as his press conferences yes. and yeah. they're not at the moment yeah, well, there's a few people we could say that about. And let's talk about Memphis Depay then. Because here's a guy, you get the feeling that the stories are coming out. I think in Holland, talking about him not being as professional as he could be, then he wasn't on the coach. Van Hal say, well, he left his boots and he wasn't going to be in the original team. But you get the feeling that something's going on with him, Robert. What is it? Well, yeah, because he's, he's a young player, full of promise, and he's probably a bit of a pillock as well. But that's not that's not a that's not a brand new development, is it? Really, I think he's, he looks like he's got the you know, the raw tools of a really really good player. And I think we just have to you know, let let the club manage a, a possibly complicated human being in their in their usual way. And in, 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 in I, the I way we really, did Pogba, well, or, yeah, hopefully or, or not Morrison. by flogging. Hopefully not hmm. by flogging someone like Pogba and sort of seeing them become a world-class player across the water now. But I think um, I thought I think that all the foundations 
there you'd imagine for for Memphis to become a, you know, a top draw player but it, you know, he's just he's come up the Dutch league into the English Premiership and surprise surprise he's taking some time to adapt but I probably would bet on him bet on him in the medium term I think he he look, he looks the business Listen, this is the Manchester United Redcast. There's still time to join our Man United Redcast Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteamfc.com. Register a team for free and then join our league by entering PIN number. Get this, 839490. That's 839490. A signed shirt. A player picked out randomly in lots and lots of prizes throughout the season. So we talked there. Uh, Robert mentioned the fact that the uh, project is uh, to end up with us winning the Champions League very, very soon. Sounds great, doesn't it? Well, it does sound great. We didn't (laughs) didn't do too bad in uh, Europe uh, uh, this week, did we, Chris? Uh, You know, ground out the result. Yeah, we didn't, but I think there were signs of of playing quicker and better and moving the ball faster. A reaction, yes. There was definitely a reaction to what had gone on before, and, you know, there's no... When the away fans kick off at United and start saying attack, 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 you know there's a problem and um, he needed to do something about it and to address it. It's a frustration because it seems to be we have to kind of protest about it to see what we normally expect to see and you know, one of the things we were told when Van Hal signed was he understood and would play in the tradition of United attacking football. Um, you, you still got to remember it's a lot of it's a lot of money to go to Old Trafford still for people and they want to be entertained. Mm. And I, I, but he's I, still got to finish in the top four. Yeah, but I think if you've got beaten five four, you'd be all, you'd be okay with it a, a little bit. I, it's is that the Ke- Kevin Keegan school of football? Is that that is that what you're subscribing? Well, Ferguson's this last game was what five five. Oh, that was a great game. Wasn't great it? game. I had yeah. Fa- yeah, it cost me my fantasy league positions that game with the car coup. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was not that happy. It's that, it's that it's that weird thing when you put a United player in your fantasy league team. It's that weird thing of um, especially as Darmian at the moment. He got taken off uh, before he got his seventy five minute one point for being on the pitch. I was very annoyed by that. Um, so with with Van Hal and his manner of his manner of playing, it's I don't know. It's Pace. It's all about pace and players, isn't it? And in, and I think what was good on Wednesday night is we saw signs of of that happening. And he was lucky though because it stayed nil nil, and Fellaini had come on the pitch, and it stayed nil nil. It'd be completely different because I mean I see him and he's got clown boots on. I, I can't yeah, quite I mean, I mean he, he's one of those guys. If you didn't uh, have an afro, Eddie, you would not be on that pitch. Well, you, you make your money and he takes a choice. I mean, you know, we've had many discussions, haven't we, Robert? Uh, he he was going from one of those players that you know wasn't a United player to last season. There were points at which we couldn't drop him. It was him and Ashley mm. Young running the show. Big rounds of applause all, all round. What did you make of the game midweek, mate? Yeah, I think yeah. As Chris said, it was it was more encouraging. There seemed to be a sense of more urgency. The crowd, obviously, being on their back, I'm sure, also had some sort of effect on things. And uh, I, I think I should give you know, Jesse Lingard, who I've been you know cautiously optimistic about for a while. Whenever I've seen him, it was good to see him coming through. He's again, he's not the per- he's not the finished article by a long way off, but he just seems to make things happen. Obviously, he was involved in that beautifully worked goal. As well, so I think he's he's another he's another one of these sort of imponderable factors in this new United team. Really, we've got a number of new attackers. When you think of Memphis, Marshall, Jesse Lingard, how is it going to work? Who's going to come through? 
you know, and sees the shirt in some of these positions. At the moment, you'd imagine Martial does look the business, I think, as we said, as an out-and-out striker rather than a winger. But maybe Jesse Lingard as well, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. For, I mean, you need... For local, to, uh, for local lads this, to come through. At this level, Robert, you do need choices, don't you? I mean, you, you know, yeah. you need to be able to go, we've got two fantastic goalkeepers, four fantastic strikers. We've got, you know, uh, five fantastic midfielders. I mean, that's what you but expect at a top-class club. We don't know what our... Well, we don't know what our best attack line is presently. That's that's what I was saying about everyone demanding they want the flair and exciting football. In that top third of the field, we're unsure of what com- our best combination is. And I think that's going to take a bit of time to settle. And it could be a surprise. It could be a Jesse Lingard bursting through and becoming a key player. You know, but I, I, I hope it is. But uh, at the moment, if you said, well, what's, what's, what's the best... If, if, if you're going, I mean, I'd, I'd rather Rooney was ten. But if you're saying that Rooney at the minute was starting at nine, you'd have a big, big debate with United fans who would be that the line of three playing behind him. Well, I think we have a matter problem. Yes, I, you well, know, they play him out of position. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big problem of our attacking third is we can only really attack one side of the pitch. Because yeah. Mata will cut inside all the time and comes all, in and won't. All the time. That's and, why he yeah. couldn't and work we, for me. So there's nothing coming from the right hand side of the pitch. And annoyingly, Mata st- somehow gets really good statistics of keep scoring when you think, oh, he should be dropped now. Then he scores. And yeah. it's a big problem on that side of the pitch. Now, I would like to see Mata in the number 10. I would like to see it yes. happen. That's yes. why he came. That's. But did he yep. though? Did that yeah, 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 no, spent, well, we spent thirty odd million pounds on him. He had been Chelsea's Player of the Year two years consecutively. We thought we were stealing a fantastic world class player. Yeah, but he can't run, Eddie. He can't run. I mean, you've got to be able to run. I, mean, really. I, remember, I remember Trevor Brooking. Do you remember him? I remember he, he, Trevor. He, he, I'm not that could, old, but he, I do he, remember him. He, he could. Well, Robert is. He couldn't run, but he, he was all right as a player, wasn't he? Trevor, what about that old bloody hell, Trevor Brooking? <laughs> you, 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 I, listen, I'm not, I'm not yet in my fifth decade, and I never saw Trevor Brooking play. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, you don't need to. Sheringham wasn't that fast. If you're looking at Man United, no, but, but he, he was, could see a game, he could play a game, he could drop back, he could agreed, play different positions. Which is my point, because he played number ten. Sheringham never got stuck out on the right wing. Matter mm. stuck out on the right wing. On the right wing, you've got to run. Mm. And you've got to get away from people, and you've got to have an explosive half yard to whip the ball in. And, and, and is or, Valencia wasted then? Because Valencia at one point was our winger. Now he seems to have been. Uh, he seems to be our defender. Isn't it weird what happened to Valencia? He wore the number seven shirt, and suddenly he got all confidence. Went. Yeah, could, yeah. It, we've talked about that on this pod. Sh- it, but it, but it tells incredible. you a lot about a human being, doesn't I it? I don't think we should give anyone the number seven shirt presently, judging by the recent. Don't start the curse. Michael Owen, well done. Number seven. Michael can I say a Michael Owen number seven story cursed me because I dislocated my shoulder. Um, you know the the four three derby. Um, at I old, do. At Old Trafford when he scored the winning yeah, goal. I was in the ground that day um, cursing Rio Ferdinand for that pass to Bellamy, and then Owen scored, <laughs> and we were all celebrating. And my arm up. Um, at a right angle position the guy was so excited behind me he leant forward and put all his weight on me oh. I stopped oh. and I couldn't pick my arm up at all and I'm with my mate Darren oh. and he goes what's wrong with you so I think I've dislocated my shoulder and I, I can't oh. move and I dislocated my shoulder you need to, did you drink alcohol straight away? no I, I came outside on the ground fainted Sit, uh, United fans were laughing at me thinking I was a blue nose I go no no I'm a United fan I just put my shoulder out it Darren, hurts doesn't it my it, brother it hurt it, it, but morphine's wicked when yeah. they give you that to pop it back <laughs> it, it, it is but 
I mean, we could do a whole show on this, couldn't we? Injuries while celebrating or complaining. Uh, Champions League final versus uh, Chelsea jumped up to celebrate and broke his kneecap. I don't know how you do that, uh, but he's uh, had a limp ever since. Uh, things that happen to you while set football games. There you go, Rob. We'll do that, won't we? Uh, we'll have to. That'll have so to be I- a question. <laughs> that'll have to be a question we ask people. Okay, so we're done, Moscow. And by the way, anybody listening to the podcast, don't think I didn't see the fantastic save made by De Gea again. And don't think that I didn't see the block made by Smalling. It could have been a very, very different story. Let me say, amid all all some of the pessimism at the minute, again, another positive for Chris Smalling. We could keep saying just how good he is becoming for us. I mean, we've been waiting for someone to seize... You know, one of those centre-back bursts out of Smalling and Jones, Evans in recent years. And finally, to see someone come to the fore like that is great, I think. Robert, he talks. Fantastic. Robert, I'm going to have to correct you there and disagree with you. It's Mike Smalling. Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh, oh, well done. I well do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> well Vicky done. Smalling. <laughs> yes. OK, so look, let's go uh, forward, shall we? But before we go forward and uh, make our predictions, because that's how we live or die, and usually it's dying, actually, uh, again, West Brom. We're signed up with Ladbrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers uh, that we've wrangled out of them. And goodness gracious me, those people are tight. Follow the links on the description to this show on our Facebook page. And uh, by the way, our Twitter feed for starters. There's a free bet for up to £50 when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50, which in English is LAD50. Uh, Check out our brand new Android phone apps as well. They are absolutely free. We move forward here on the Manchester United Red Cross with Robert, Eddie and Chris to our predictions. Looking forward to... Pulis is up on a charge, isn't he, Rob? Yeah, he is, isn't he? But he's always had a bit of a short fuse, hasn't he, Mr Pulis? I always find find him quite an eccentric, entertaining figure, really, with his little baseball cap on. Is his An angry man at a suburban golf course. Yeah, he's an intensive guy. Intense, excuse me. Intensive. Intense guy. I wonder if his sort, maybe we'll do this another day, his sort, him and the Sam Allardyce, if Mm. their sort is actually not going to be in football in the next five years' time. You're not going to see a Sam Allardyce. Those totally pragmatic, practical, I'll do the best I can with what I have type of managers. Interesting that both of them are in the Premiership Mm. for now at least. What's your prediction against West Brom? Have they been setting up? They had a tough time, but they seem to be turning it around. No goals, though. Me, I I think, um, yeah, they are a decent side and they are tough to break down at the minute you'd, you could just because everyone's been going on about you know, the bench United can't score goals I'd, yeah, I'm optimistically thinking this this might be the match where actually we, we do what we did against Everton and actually you know carve someone up so I, w- I would actually be optimistic and go for a, a 3-0 yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stack it with central defenders, though, isn't he? Well, you know, we're gonna welcome back Darren Fletcher and Johnny Evans, yeah. and let's see yeah, if we get a really good. Player. And I'm, yeah, I'm hoping um, Johnny Evans can take over the role that Phil Neville gave us when he went to Everton, because Phil was always good for an assist <laughs> and an own goal over there at Goodison. So I think Johnny will do that for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna even be that detailed and go. There'll be a Johnny Evans own goal of some kind or big mistake. It, I, I, isn't there a threat, Barino? Though, and he he really wants to be playing at Tottenham. So in terms of their goal threat, Chris, it's a great thing for well, us, isn't it? He scored a couple at Old Trafford, didn't he? You know, um, it was when he went, when he wanted to play. When he wanted to play in those early days. I mean, I, I think I think again their form is 
they, they will sit back, they will um, make us come on to them, and that will again test us. Of all the problems we've had recently, it will test us again. So I'm, I'm expecting, I'm not going to be as bold as Robert on the 3-0, but I think it'll be a 2-0 um, kind of steady result. If we score, we win, I suggest. Yeah, if we, yeah. And, yeah, I think and, so. And that's yeah. been our problem. If we score, we win, but the scoring has been the problem. 1-0, Manchester United, but really, not, really late. We're not Arsenal. No, that's what they used to do. It's that when they, uh, yeah, the one nil. That, that yeah, was the yes, George yes. Graham era, the one nil to the Arsenal, well, wasn't it? There, there you Let's go. not do that. Let's not well, beat that. I think that's uh, what uh, Mr. Mourinho's uh, been doing. And one day we'll have a good old podcast where we could talk about what it would have been like had he joined Manchester United. You do know that's going we on in, do, a, in why a parallel do we do universe. Podcast like a, a parallel universe podcast, and what would what would have happened? <laughs> some people, are, to, some people already think. Come yes. to Manchester United. Oh, oh yeah. well, hold on a minute. What if we are the parallel universe, though? Yeah. We don't know about there it. You yes, you're right. They, they you're right. Go. He, when he didn't come to us, and went over there to play for Barcelona, everybody thought he was mad, didn't they? And yet that was the beginning of them becoming something quite amazing. Who? He, yeah. Who? Manhal? No. Ronaldinho. Oh, Ronaldinho. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a great time, G- wouldn't it? The, te- the teeth and We the got hair. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Instead. The, the boy. And Ronaldo one was... My first, you know. go on, I was going to say, one of my first jobs as a, as a journalist was being t- told at the Stockport Express that Alan Shearer was signing for Manchester United <laughs> and they were looking at schools and we were going to reveal it as our front page story and, uh, yeah. Is that an April the 1st, was it? Yeah, it was. He was almost coming. He'd agreed. He I, was going to wear the, wear the number nine shirt and take penalties. I, I remember... Ferguson. I was in 91-92 season, uh, the nearly season, and we played yeah. Southampton at Old Trafford and Steve Bruce was marking Alan Shearer, very young Alan Shearer, and I had a seat mm. next to the dugout. And Ferguson used to run down that. I remember that game very clearly. He would run down the touchline and was giving Shearer untold abuse for his elbows everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, we won't be signing him, but actually... You know, he didn't want to come. We asked him enough. Very similar to Gareth Bale. We asked him, you know, we've asked Gareth Bale twice and he's never come. We asked Shearer twice and he never came. So, he just doesn't like us. But we were all right. We ended up getting Cantona. Yeah, it didn't matter, did it? Yeah, it came from Leeds, one million and pounds. And cheaper. And one million pounds. Eh? I remember that day when that happened. My mate Darren ran in next door. He'd watch Granada reports. He went, we've signed Cantona. Yeah. I go, why? Do it now then. So, we'd come very near. They hit, they'd won it with Leeds, if my memory serves me rightly, with Cantona. They then sold him to us, or we bought him mm. for a million, mm. and he was the missing piece of the jigsaw. Okay, before we end this podcast, because it is time now to go, mm. sadly, parting is sweet sorrow and all of that. One player, both of you, who comes now and is the piece that puts that jigsaw puzzle together. Robert, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, coward, man. I just knew, a question. I just asked the first time I saw you. Well, just I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be disgusted if someone like Lewandowski turned up as a, as, a, as a forward option. Really? I mean, were you impressed? I mean, we had a chance to look at him last week, didn't we? Uh, Arsenal. Uh, he, didn't, he, did, he didn't do all that good. So he's not going to perform every game, but he's certainly the one now behind Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, he's way ahead of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, tattooed mm-hmm. one, uh, isn't he? So he, he's probably the third best player in the world now, ahead of Bale. Are you ready, Chris? He is silk, Lewandowski. He, that's how I see him play. He's so silky. I love no, him. Right. Let's give um, a comment on your selection now. I'm going to... Muller. Uh, no, can I change it? Royce. Marco Royce at Dortmund. And what would he bring? Yeah. Pace. On that, yeah, in, pace. In, in, that, in that right-hand channel, it, I can't believe no one signed him yet. 
um, because what's I'm kind of going why, what's wrong with him has he got you know has he got some weird fetish no, he can't I, I think come you'll and play. see some interesting oh. signings from Mr Klopp uh, at uh, Liverpool very very because well, they must have given him a few quid if, if, if Royce goes to Liverpool I mean I, I would be I would be desperate I mean I always like the idea of um, Thomas Muller as well because I like and, and Royce coming to Old Trafford because of Muller-Royce up mm. front and that would be quite a fun pun for mm. some news journalists yeah, well, to use like, like, they can have that for free you can have yeah. that for free Robert is that, is that Klopp in the cop is a great word but but Roy, but um, Royce, I think would make a massive difference to us. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. if we're going to be in the uh, uh, shops uh, come January. Chris, have you enjoyed it? We've enjoyed. It's having been you, great. I, I normally do this after three pints of lager, so it's nice to do it sober. For no, we we normally get wine, but I think somebody's <laughs> drunk it all. It's Arsenal. It's water here. Well, they needed it after last night, though, yeah, didn't well, they? Yeah. Well, can you imagine? Yeah. yeah, it was a quiet one. It was very quiet outside. Bobby, look, great to talk. Don't, don't leave it Cheers. so long, mate. It's always fantastic. Uh, having you on here look after yourself Robert Meek here yes. Chris oh, look after see. yourself uh, this is the Manchester United Redcast until next time come on you Reds this is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People Sports Social Podcast Network it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.